Yo, what is happening? Welcome to another episode of the Wireless Super Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Chu, and happy New Year's, guys. We made it to 2022. It feels great to be back. Welcome back, everyone. And for those who are new, this is the Wireless Super Podcast, where I talk about modern tech culture, different things that are happening around Web3, and you know things that are just, I'm interested in that are on my mind, and I hope that are interesting to you guys. So um, that's with that being said, it's now 2022. A lot of things are happening. We are still in the midst of this pandemic. We are still, are we going through lockdown again? Are we not? Um, I am still currently working from home for my day job. So I've been blessed to have that. And with everything that's happening around the internet space, it seems like Web3 it is for sure blowing up. So um, I definitely want to take the last half of this segment to talk about things that I've experienced in the NFT realm right now, I think I'm dabbling in in a bit. And I want to just kind of go on record in the beginning of the year, it's January now, um, to talk about where I think the NFT industry is going um, in terms of what's happening right now in the art scene of NFTs. Um, I think there's a couple of projects I want to call out just because I think, you know, as I'm trying to help whoever's listening to this is if you want to get into NFTs, I think these are some of the big projects that are going to be really interesting to keep an eye on from my point of view and it's not from the lens of a quick flip so if you're looking for which is the new one to mint um, what the schedule is and what's going on and which is the quickest way to maybe sweep the floor and then uh, relist it this is not going to be one of those topics this is going to be some of the projects that i think is going to really kind of contribute to what nfts can do Uh, so that's going to be really fun and then kind of keeping on the main theme of wireless hooper is talking about your boy getting a watch seven so right now i'm rocking the newest apple wearable which is the watch seven and shout out to my girl my lady my everything uh, for copping this because that's going to be um, really interesting uh, for me to talk about since that's going to be a really big thing that i'm using right now um, i love technology i love wearable technology and i think right now i have finally gotten to a place where this is the newest technology on the block and i couldn't be happier before i had the watch one which was really cool um that's the gen one i rocked that for multiple multiple years um until the watch three and i got that a couple years ago and then now finally getting upgraded into the watch seven there's just been so many new updates that have happened through the apple watch and the apple watch technologies that um, I'm, i'm really enjoying now so that's going to be what my first topic is going to be. Let's dive. In. Let's dive into uh, the Apple Watch Seven. So uh, I'm rocking that right now. I'm just staring at it. The first of all, the one that I got was the the blue color Nike Apple Watch Seven. So had to had to pick out the nice one there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Wireless Super Podcast. For those who are new, this is a podcast where I kind of rant. I kind of talk about things that are on my mind. And as we start the year in 2022, I think this is a good time to kind of just drop my thoughts on um, what I'm doing with my wearable. Your boy got a Apple Watch 7. So that definitely prompted me to, you know, jot down some notes, um, get my quick view on just kind of having it for the first month and Um, what I like about it, what I don't like about it, and also kind of document what I talk about or what I think about what's happening in the NFT space. And for 
those who are listening and want to get into the NFT space and are looking for what are some interesting projects that are about to come out, um, definitely tune in because, you know, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about a couple projects that I'm going to keep my eye out on and really just interested of how they're going to utilize uh, the Ethereum blockchain and how they're going to use the the smart contracts to you know provide value for the people as well as just some cool art that are happening um so with that being said we can hop right into it so your boy got a apple watch 7 i think there are so many things that are better about this watch compared to the older ones that i was rocking uh just to give a little bit more context is i guess i've had the watch since the apple watch one um, that came out in 2015 and then rocked that for a couple of years, upgraded to the Watch 3 and have been using that for a couple of years. And then, you know, I think technology, especially with Apple, grows exponentially. So in the last releases, the last couple, two, two releases of the Watch, I think they added a lot more features like um, having way better ability to uh, be in the water, um, bigger screen, of course. And then a lot of people are still waiting uh, for a lot of the health tracking benefits. And I think the Watch 7 does a lot of that. And there's a lot of cool features that are that the Watch 7 have that I, I want to talk about and kind of my first impression on what it has been like for the for the past month. So um, with that, the watch that I got is the Nike version. It's the bluish, dark blue. It just really looks black. You can't even tell um, with the the holes and the dotted armband, the Nike wristband. So that's been really cool. Um, I work out all the time with a wearable. I really like wearing it when I work out. So I think it's um, it only makes sense. Um, I guess you can classify me as a Nike fanboy um, since high school, and and it, it took me this long to decide on getting the Apple Watch Seven um, Nike version because I know they came out with this a couple of years ago, but uh, never never picked it up. Um, what I didn't expect, and I think this was just something that I didn't um, see or notice or cared about when I was doing the research, is how Nike has custom watch faces uh, for the Apple Watch 7. I guess any Apple Watch edition, there's like specific ones that you can get. I never saw that on my Watch 3, um, and that was just a very instant pleasant surprise when I opened that because it kind of defaults you to use one of the Nike ones. Um, on there so right off the bat that was really cool um, I'm a sucker for kind of exclusivity like as with anybody else so having those custom watch faces right off the bat was really cool I, another huge difference immediate difference is the 45 millimeter face it's so much bigger than the watch three that I had that um, it makes reading the display and reading text messages so much easier I think now that um, the the surface is so big it's so much easier to see pictures i think before when someone would send you a picture and you would look at it um, on your iWatch, i would just squint for days um, trying to figure out what the picture was saying so the huge display makes for such a better experience now it really seems like it's a tablet for your wrist um, you can do anything that you pretty much need to do on um, on your phone which is kind of an overstatement, but um, I found that I've been able to type out multiple messages using the on-screen keyboard on the watch and not having to jump into my phone, which has been pretty cool. I've uh, been pretty clutch in a couple of situations. So huge display, very, very big fan of it. Um, for the first month, you know, 
haven't banged it on anything. I think that, that was something that I was dealing with when I first got a watch. Um, I remember like clinking it, clanking it on different tables and different services. But um, with wearing the watch for so many years now, it's um, the it being having or a bigger face doesn't really bother me. It, it just proves to be just a huge advantage. Uh, the next thing I would be pleasantly surprised or that I am pleasantly surprised with is the health features. Um, the health features give kind of a normal person the ability to do health tracking um, without a membership. So I think there's been a couple of companies now that came out that do a really good job at tracking health fitness. I think Fitbit has been in the game for a long time tracking that. And I think they've steadily come out with, you know, their versions of, um, I forgot what they're called, actually, the Fitbit Move. They have their watch version and they have like just a tracker version, um, which has been really nice. And um, shout out to the homies. And I was able to rock a Fitbit for a good little while. But now coming back to the Apple ecosystem, um, that's another story. So with that being said, Fitbit does a a version of that being giving you the ability to track your health features and track your health activity on your watch with an app and then the on the other side of the spectrum if you wanted to go for a premium version of a trackable um, a premium software membership app then I would say whoop is the big one I think they're doing a really good job in marketing at least uh, getting in front of a lot of really good um, influencers i don't even know why i said really good but the last thing that i think they're putting a huge play in is the crossfit industry so they're getting a lot of professionals that are doing crossfit and um, part of the medical community medical professors practitioners and um, they're they have huge advocates um, of the whoop software and being able to understand um, your recovery how much um, energy you're exerting uh, things like that so that's really cool um, for them to be doing that but that's a premium right that's a membership that you have to pay for if you want to use the wearable um now coming back full circle talking about the apple watch 7 they get this watch gives you a bunch of different features that you don't have to pay extra for that if you already have an iphone some would say that is the subscription but if you already have an iphone then you can use the app to track a bunch of these different things so the biggest thing the biggest feature now on the apple watch 7 is the ecg the um this is the feature where you are able to track your heart rate and i actually don't know what ecg stands for so ecg definition so being able to track your heart rate um, effectively um, is something that this has been implemented so electrocardiogram that's what ecg stands for so there there you go um the blood oxygen level i think that was available in the watch six so there there you go testing how much oxygen is in your blood also really interesting and then i think the sleeper feature that i would choose is the sleep function app so it being able to track your sleep um, on your risk is interesting the i've used it for the first couple weeks i had this but it in terms of comfortability it's not that great i mean wearing a huge watch going to sleep i just didn't find that to be my jam so um yeah, I stopped actually wearing that. So I think it's very important. And if you didn't have a sleep tracker, then I think wearing a watch is super cool because then you don't have to pay extra. You just have your watch already and you can wear that to sleep. Um, that's interesting. And then um, 
that'd be really cool. So in terms of the health features, those are some really big ones. Another really fun one that I've used with the Apple Watch is it being able to unlock your Mac. So if you're in the Mac ecosystem, then you can set up your Apple Watch. So when you come up to your MacBook Pro, MacBook Air or whatever, then it would understand that, hey, you authenticated through your watch and it would just unlock your MacBook, which is really fun. It saves seconds um, in the day, but it, over time, it just makes so much sense and it just makes it for a much pleasant experience, much more pleasant experience when you can just open your Mac and then dive into whatever you need to do instead of entering a password. Uh, that, that's been really cool. Um, I think the new thing that relates to unlocking your, uh, just the unlockability in the Apple ecosystem is it's saying that if you have your watch enabled, then you can also, your phone will be able to unlock itself while you have a mask on. Because I know that Apple hasn't tackled that or um, been able to figure that out. I don't think anybody has been able to unlock your phone just while having your mask on uh, pretty hard. So it's saying that you can unlock your phone with the Apple Watch. I haven't set that up yet. I will, and then I'll come back with a, um, a review because I would actually find that to be pretty helpful. There's been a couple of times where um, I'm at the grocery store and I want to pay with my phone, but then um, getting to the wallet um, makes me kind of pull down the mask or do something. So um, we'll see. We'll see how that one works out, but I'm interested to use that. Uh, those would be the the quick couple of things that really stood out to me in the first couple months. I love using it. I track every single workout that I'm doing, um, everything from a basketball uh, session to a weightlifting session to um, a long walk around the block with my dog. Really fun. I love gamifying kind of exercise and being able to track that, having everything directly synced to my iPhone with, you know, it's it's not only that it's a wearable, it's just such a nice watch too, designed beautifully and it's just so comfortable. Um, I'm, I'm a geek for it. So other than that, I mean, all the things that I love about the Apple Watch still applies with the modular features. Um, it's telling you when the sun sets, when the, when the sun rises. I'm using a water app now that's been able to track my water, really trying to increase my water consumption. And again, gamifying that has been really fun. And with that being said, I'm going to take a huge gulp of water. Okay. So there you have it. That's my quick review of the Apple Watch 7. Um, I'm going to continue to use it for as long as I can. A couple of things that I'm going to track and I'm going to make specific episodes about is doing it when i'm in game so whenever basketball leagues pick up in my area i'm going to be wearing that I'll just, hopefully i'll document that, some of that stuff um how i you know hide my apple watch using an armband uh, making sure that you know people don't get smacked in the face with the apple watch that's been a thing and then uh kind of going on longer journeys i would say like long walks really long walks and being able to track that i think that's going to be really fun I'm also kind of testing out the Nike Run Club app because since this is the Nike Apple Watch, it would be a shame if I didn't use all the Nike-specific features for the Nike-specific watch. If I'm missing anything, you guys let me know. Uh, I'm sure that I didn't cover every little secret, and I'm always online looking for interesting ways to use your Apple Watch because it's not a cheap watch. So with that being said, please let me know in the comments. Send me a DM. You can find me on Wireless Hoopers 
uh, the Stephen Chu on Twitter, and then we can go from there. Okay, let's talk about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Super hot topic right now. I'm finding myself spending more and more time um, being consumed with it on Twitter. That's the only one of the biggest space that I'm playing in right now or listening and contributing to or trying to contribute is the NFT Twitter. Um, there is a bunch of people in here trying to make a big bag, trying to flip NFTs, trying to mint a bunch, trying to scam. So this is kind of my overall take on what NFT has been like in, in terms of January 2022. I think this is going to be um, a, a moderate to big year for NFTs. I think a lot of companies, Web2 companies, companies that are like, uh, let's see, Nike, Adidas, all these companies. And this year, they're going to really try to get their foot in the door and really create and back a lot of different NFT ideas, you could say, and see how that's going to turn out for them. Um, it, it only makes sense that this is going to be, or this is going to take many more years. So I think actually next year, 2023, is going to be the biggest year for what smart contracts going to look like. And I think that's a big reason of all the different solutions that are coming out. So um, the different solutions of when I say like Ethereum, when we think about Ethereum, when we think about Bitcoin and by no means is this financial advice or am I an expert? This is kind of just me documenting what I've learned and please correct me if I'm wrong or I'm thinking about it in a different way. But, you know, um, I like to think that I spent a good amount of time trying to understand what is happening and what's going on with these different technologies. So with um, Ethereum and it having a bunch of different competitors coming out, I think a lot of different blockchains are going to enable NFTs. And that's going to create a, a whole different ecosystem because who knows if Ethereum is going to be the one that's going to continue the rise or continue the um, the adoption rate. Because right now with OpenSea, uh, people are able to go there, buy a bunch of things. OpenSea is like the eBay for NFTs, and it's built on the Ethereum platform. And that's going to be what we're talking about today of the th couple projects that I think is going to do well in the Ethereum ecosystem. But I think in the long term, when we think about how they're going to do and um, the long-term effects, I think 2023 is actually going to be a bigger uh, year for NFTs because I think a lot of Web2 companies in this year, in 2022, are going to hop on the Ethereum blockchain, get their feet wet of how to create an NFT, what is a smart contract, how to uh, bridge what you can do with NFTs to the business model that you're operating in. Um, I think is going to be really kind of thought out this year. And then next year, we'll see some really fun ones when um, people are using different layer solutions when it doesn't cost as much. Because I think, um, you know, the term gas fees is super hot and no one likes to pay, you know, a tax to use something. And um, as we upgrade into different solutions, hopefully that cost will go down. But, you know, that is another podcast. Um, today, I want to focus on some of the really fun ones, really uh, cool ones that I think is going to do a lot for the space. And the whole concept of NFTs in my head is this is going to reward the community. Um, this is going to give the community more access, uh, more power, more influence that they've had. And it only makes sense because if you're part of a community and you want to own something, you want to have a voice, you want to feel connected to the thing that you're spending money on. And I think these projects do a good job 
um, of building that community, which is the number one thing uh, when it comes to NFT. And then the second biggest thing, if not the biggest thing, um, you know, compared to the number one, if this is number one, there's two number one so building a great community and then now having mixed with having a really good project founder um, project leader because with the nft space just like with any company when the company ceo decides that this is not either worth their time or they want to pursue different interests then it really changes the game right and i think uh, when people are thinking about nfts they need to really think about the long-term horizon of first of all what are you buying? Is this um, a profile pic that you think looks great and you want to join the quote unquote community? Or are you looking at what this NFT can do either for you if you're looking for a utility NFT? And those are kind of the two things that I'm I'm kind of playing between. I think there's a couple of different ones um, when it comes to like different categories of NFTs, but this is what the couple of ones that I've been listening into. So the first one, not a surprise there. Um, a lot of my content, I talk about Gary V a lot, and he has come out with his V friends. So that's something that um, I was able to mint back in May of 2021. The V friends NFTs, super cool. Um, this is not a profile pic, but Gary V did draw all of his pictures. So with him, you know, he's he's got a bunch of money. He could have gotten any artist to kind of go through and create 10,000 or however many he has. Um, I think it was 10,500 actually of these different characters of these different NFTs, but he decided to create all of them, um, all of them from scratch. Um, pretty much his doodle of all these different characters. Um, it's an adjective plus like an animal or, or an insect. I have a couple of these. This is the biggest one or, or my biggest take, my biggest pick because I mean, Gary executes there's no roadmap discussion on what vfriends is there's just execution there's just a bunch of different collaborations and granted the community is pretty big and i haven't been able to cop um all the different um i guess secondary things that have to do with the vfriend um like i think there's uh different different airdrops but i have been able to benefit from um one airdrop really early with the uh, dapper dinos um that was something really interesting. Just by holding his NFT, um, I was able to get another airdropped NFT into my wallet. So that being said, it's just this new community or this new way of building community is super interesting um, that he is able to provide more value just like that because now I can go back and resell the dyno for, you know, I think hundreds of dollars. So just by owning and being part of his community like that, I was able to get another NFT because I was able to, you know, use a specific wallet and he was able to see that. He was able to verify my transaction and whoever owned this or minted this will get their their airdropped quote unquote next NFT. So another way that this is going to change the game. And I think with vFriends, the biggest utility part is that it's going to be a three year admission ticket to his conference, VCon. And um, in the last month, I think he dropped the musical artists as well as the speakers that are going to be at the conference. So if anything, you know, that's just your ticket and that is worth however much money that you're going to spend on, um, on buying the NFT. So I'm really excited for that. Um, hopefully I get to go. They're still making plans. That's going to be out in May, 2022. The thing that I'm really, really interested in is that, uh, Kevin Rose is going to be there. So 
Um, I've said this. I'm probably gonna go on. Rec- I'm gonna go on record right now, saying if I had to, you know, people love to play the game. If you were to go to dinner, who would you invite, and who would you want to be at the table? I think if I had five slots, two of those slots, one would go to Gary V, and the other one would go to Kevin Rose. Um, these are two guys that I think are pioneering in the Web three space. They've been big players in the Web two space, and for them, both of them being at VCon, I think it's almost a no-brainer that I got to at least make a really, really big attempt to go in, um, out to Minnesota this year. So um, that's me kind of being a, a huge advocate for VFriends. I think it's really interesting of how he's building community, how he's continued to execute, and um, the art mixed with Gary's ability and conviction to grow his, not community at this point, his grow the project is probably what is most um gives me the most conviction um, i think a lot of people are using the take of hey let's grow the community let's make this as big as possible let's get as many people as in here let's engage everyone let's keep everyone talking and um, i think that's a great way to go and on the flip side gary had already understood i guess understands that but then he also has a track record of executing in a really new space because yes once you build the community but if your project leader and your devs aren't strong and you don't have the ability to hire and you don't have the ability to get new investors and to create more clout more hype then your project is going to like any business right it's going to stall or is going to take a hit so with that being said I'm really interested in how he's going to develop vfriends and for those who are listening because remember i said in the beginning of the episode I want to help everyone that's listening out. If you want to get into NFTs, VFriends 2 is coming out. VFriends Series 2 is coming out in the first half of 2022. So I would say um, continue to connect with the VFriends community. Um, one of the, I think, really tight community that if you have any questions, go ahead and ask them, ask me, um, and then we'll go ahead and help you get one. Because right now, um, I like to stay away from floor talk and um, you know how much things are worth because the floor for those who don't know the floor of a project is the perceived value of the lowest cost of the project so let's say that you have a thousand photos um the floor price would be the lowest cost of the photo right so out of a thousand then maybe the floor price is like five and the cheapest one that you can get is is five so uh with that being said that's bailey in the background shout outs he's um barking at our uh, mailman i think so v friends too please keep an eye on that i'm going to go in on it um again not financial advice this is a project that i believe in the founder it's just like if you were to um join a kickstarter community right this is kind of your way of providing contributing to the cause but with nfts you can directly benefit so with v friends one the utility of it of v friends super super sick of vcon super super sick because it's a three-year mission ticket this year's in minnesota i got to get my uh, butt out there and then who knows what's going to come out for um v friends too so if you're interested in that you got to do that and then the whole reason i want to talk about the floor price is v friends has jumped dramatically uh since the mint to the to its floor price now so you know Go ahead, use that what you want. Please keep an eye out. Um, if you don't, actually don't keep an eye out. Um, if you don't keep an eye out, then I'll make it cheaper for me and I can grab more. Um, there you go. 
the next interesting one that I want to talk about is what is creating the most hype right now um, in the first couple of weeks of January, and that is the Doodle project. So Doodle is another NFT uh, project started by Even Keast, Even Keast, Evan Keast. Um, their Twitter handle is uh, at Evan Keast. Um, the Scott Martin by Bird Toast. I think he is the artist, and then Jordan Castro um poopy cat interesting so looks like these guys came from uh dapper labs i think well scott is the artist i don't know if he came from dapper labs but evan and jordan came from dapper labs uh they are the i believe the company that did nba top shot which is really cool and then they also came from uh crypto kitties which is another huge um project started a couple years ago so I think I remember seeing doodles pop up here and there, but didn't get into it. This is a project that I'm not um, directly invested in, so I can't really speak on that. But with it right now, it's collecting a lot of hype. Um, and, you know, for those that are going in there, you can check it out for yourself. But this is going to be one where I think they're building a really uh, fun community. Uh, not only is the art for the profile picture really fun, um, a quick doodle, love the colors. Um, love what they're doing but since i'm not really a part of the community i'm not in the discord i'm not checking it out yet um i've just been hearing a lot of hype around this one and it seems like the a lot of different founders are doing or are backing this so um as we think about and seeing you know board ape and crypto punks really skyrocketing value this is going to be one that i'm keeping my eye, eye out on and seeing if you know um, I can pick one of these up because right now it's creating a lot, a lot of hype. I don't know as in the next coming weeks what they're going to do with their community since I've had, you know, really big conviction on what Gary Vee can do because I'm in it. I've seen um, the Discord. I've seen the videos. I've trying to been a part of the different things that he's doing on YouTube and, and Instagram. But with Doodle, you know, they're just kind of getting started of really growing that mass adoption and, and growing that community. So we'll see what they do. Um, I haven't had, you know, the direct interaction with them. I think I will. I think after this conversation, I'm going to join this court. I've, I've only seen them create really, really good, fun conversations on Twitter. Um, but that's another one. Doodle is uh, one that I would keep an eye out. So um, the last one I want to talk about is Invisible Friends. Um, this is a project gonna um, getting ready to mint in February 2022. Go ahead and check out their um, website at invisiblefriends.io. And I think I want to preface all of this by saying um, there's been so many scammers out here trying to copy and trying to create, um, just kind of, just kind of create their own lane, kind of copying these guys. Because I think with NFTs, when I was talking to my cousin who's in art school right now, it's um, are these guys real artists? Are these guys going to be artists when it doesn't? Um, you know, when it doesn't come from a monetary standpoint, are they creating it for the love of the art? And that's one angle that, um, you know, her criticism on NFT spaces right now, it's everyone is looking for a cash grab. And with, you know, not that I think Invisible Friends is going to be a crash grab, but I think this is going to be quite the opposite of, you know, you, this people, they've already created a couple of different NFT projects. This is kind of the next one that they're using and they're improving and they're building you know, the project in the right way and understanding, hey, this is what the people want. These are what this, the artists like doing. And granted, um, 
I don't know who the project leaders are. Again, I'm gonna I've been to the Discord and I think one thing, one criticism that I would have with the NS, NFT Discord space is that it's super crowded and it's hard to kind of pay attention to one conversation. I think that's just kind of on me of maybe dialing it back and joining one or two that I can really, really be a part of because right now I'm part of like six or seven and you know the conversations move at such a fast pace that you know um you got to kind of be pretty diligent or have the ability to kind of go back and forth in different situations or different conversations but with invisible friends you know they're coming out in february 2022 i think this is going to be another really big project that a lot of nft influencers are already kind of getting behind so kind of this is the warning this is kind of the be on the lookout if you're looking to get into another nft this would be a really interesting one um, I really love the art. I'm going to get um, really deep into, you know, kind of what they're doing, who the founders are. Do they have a good track record? What are they going to do with the community moving forward? Because that's all I care about right now. I mean, if I'm thinking about these, and I like to think about these as, you know, art investments, I love the art. I don't care if they're go to zero because that's what I'm willing to invest. And I want to back the people that are going to be pushing the space like Gary V, like what, um, hopefully what Invisible Friends are going to be doing. So, I don't take any of my recommendations lightly. Um, this is not a recommendation, actually. This is not financial advice. I don't know how many times I got to say that, but I'm really interested in these projects and what they're going to do for uh, the culture of Web3. And uh, there you have it. I guess that that's it. That's kind of where I wanted to wrap up. I think this has been a really kind of good one, really good podcast about how I've been. Um, or what I've been thinking about my watch, what I've been thinking about the Web3 NFT space. And um, I'm excited to be back on the mic. So for everyone that are still listening and made it to the end of the podcast, uh, go ahead and drop, let's see, code word. Um, what should the code word be? Sick nasty. So go ahead and comment sick nasty in the comments. And then I know that you are a real fan. Thanks, guys. Signing out for this one.